All right. Deb Hutton is here. She's on the Morning Brief, former senior advisor to two Ontario premiers. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, John. I am worried it was for me, but thanks, Mike Catherwood, well, yeah. regardless. Listen, I, I'm going to I'm going to take over the show for a second here. Okay. I have been laughing since you said you and Jerry Agar went on a roller coaster together. <laughs> like, I, I've never heard that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And can I just say, as much as the Sick Kids Telethon, as, as you and I know, is a very moving day, I actually think if we put the two of you on a roller coaster with a live cam, we could raise far more money for sick kids. Possibly. I, I, I think we should do it. I still don't know why, to this day, I don't know why we don't have video of that particular um, event. But yes. We'll have uh, to do it again. For those who weren't with us, uh, Jerry Agar and I went to a media day where they put us on a roller coaster and we sat in the front row and he loved it and I hated it. I, I just, I want footage and I will pay money for it. So there you go. Okay. So maybe we're going to have to make that happen. Um, I don't know that this is necessarily debatable, but it's great news. Uh, WestJet has made a deal with its pilots. So everybody gets to fly today. I know, but like, I'm so sick of the last minute stuff, aren't you? Like, come on guys, you've had what, 10 months of negotiations and only when WestJet threatens to lock out their pilots, which I'm sure they had to do because of, you know, logistics, uh, they finally reach a deal. So let's hope they ratify, but I, it just gets ridiculous. Okay, uh, let me play you because we've been giggling about this, and I feel a little guilty, frankly, because I know Brad Bradford is actually listening. But Brad Bradford at the debate, at the mayor's debate on, I think it was Monday, talked about how it was unaffordable to live in the city of Toronto, and then he said, "My best friend Paul lives in my basement," and now somebody's turned that into a song. There are cranes in the sky, and the money's flowing, so please don't ask me why. Paul's in the basement. I've got a developer wife, and we're doing well. And Paul? Hey, that's life. Paul's in the basement. Paul's in the basement. You might think it's weird to be your best bud's landlord, but I don't. Do you take a grand from your man's monthly? Well, I do. Paul's in the basement. You know, at the very least, Deb, I'm just, I'm, I'm very pleased that we can laugh about something in this, uh, this mayor's race. <laughs> it, it's true. I, I mean, I think it's, you know, these are fun things, things that yeah. we'll remember. Uh, doesn't exactly further his mayoralty chances, I don't think. I, on a serious note, though, what I found more interesting is his reaction to it. So I don't know if you've seen this, John, but, but on social media, He's actually there's there's a, a I'm sure it was not the first time he heard it, obviously, but it's meant to look like the first time he heard the song and he's watching his phone and he's reacting and and, you know, he, he wraps it up by saying, uh, well, you know, if you can make fun of me, uh, that's fine as long as the focus is on housing, like turns it into a virtue. Yeah. And I thought that was far worse a response than the notion of the song making fun of him in the first place. I have this sense that either he's doing his own, because there's been three or four of these sort of weird social media videos coming from his campaign. He's either doing his social media himself and his tour himself, or somebody, uh, probably our vintage or older John, is doing it and has no understanding of what's sort of fun in social media, because it's just weird. Yeah, although I will say I, I have said in the past that um, I, I think he's got a fairly um, inventive social media strategy because he does a lot of stuff where he's just walking and talking. It's sort of Rick Mercer style. And so I think he's he's a young guy. He's in his 30s. So I think he actually gets communications in the new era. 
Well, then I'm too old for his campaign because I think it looks ridiculous. Okay. He's uh, no Rick Mercer. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, Canadians apparently like the idea of child-free restaurants and perhaps even flights that are adult only. That seems a little grumpy. Yeah. I Listen, I have kids. Now they're yeah. thankfully at the age where, you know, we're not having a little two-year-old tantrum or, or a crying baby, but we have always taken them out to restaurants and, and decent restaurants. We've not let sort of our kids change our lifestyle, so to speak. Uh, and there's no way they're going to learn to behave unless you do that. And I think the onus is on the parents. And if we've ever, our oldest was, you know, a perfect child in restaurants, our youngest, not so much in the early days, but I would just take her out. I would just whip her up and take her out of the restaurant, deal with it outside and then come back in. I think the problem is with parents. And so I get that people get to this grumpy point, but they're never going to learn. I will tell you my bigger pet peeve, John, is adults on their phones Mm. when I'm paying money to get my hair cut and to take a few minutes for myself or, you know, in any sort of service industry, if you have the opportunity to sneak out and get your nails done. Please stop having a massive conversation next to me in a loud voice with your girlfriend because okay. that's far more annoying than a crying child. And on speakerphone, that's the one oh that really God. FaceTiming somebody oh. in a restaurant while you're eating. Yeah, exactly. That's adults. That's not kids. No, absolutely. Um, the governor of the Bank of Canada says do not expect rates to go down. I don't know why anybody would expect rates to go down. They, it's called in in economics, it's called reversion to mean. I mean, I, I guess maybe we got so used to low interest rates, we thought we were going to go back to them again. Yeah. And if you came into the housing market and were lucky enough to do that at low interest rates, you don't understand kind of people who have had to go the opposite way. I will say my very first mortgage was 6.2%. When I negotiated it five years later, it had gone down, I think, to 5.4. The next five years later, it had gone down to uh, three or 4%. I can't remember. I mean, I've been very lucky, Mm -hmm. but when you start out at Uh, 6.2%, I'm still okay with where we are. And that's, I think, the challenge. If you didn't start there, it's a big hit. So, uh, do you believe in hell? Apparently, younger (laughs) people are more likely to believe in hell. Maybe this takes us back to being in a restaurant with somebody who's doing FaceTime on a phone. Yeah, it could be, as I said, more more so when I'm paying money for a little (laughs) pampering. But... um, so I'm, I'm perplexed by this because I, I was raised in a religious family. I, I, I find comfort in the notion of heaven. And I guess I feel like by definition, if you believe in heaven, you kind of have to believe in hell. And I would think the reverse is true as well. The thing for me is I don't think about it, right? You think about heaven, having lost a number of people in the last few years that were close to me. I, it, as I said, it provides me comfort. I think about heaven. I don't want to think about hell. So I don't know if you only believe in hell, what it is is going through your head on a daily basis. I just find that weird. I'm also of the view, whether you want to call it karma or something else, that bad people have have a living hell as opposed to an after hell. Okay. That gives me comfort as well. <laughs> Deb, thanks a lot. Good to have you this morning. <laughs> have a good weekend, John. <laughs> We're philosophizing on more in the morning, but it is a Friday, so we kind of uh, end up in new territory. But uh, yeah, this poll, and I'll give you more details about it in the next half hour, is about how people who are younger, so Generation Z or Z, and millennials, more likely to believe in hell than boomers, which I find decidedly curious. But you know, I was on social media quite recently, 
and uh, there was a picture of this pathway in the countryside and there were like 50 dogs on it. And they said, this is what you see when you arrive in heaven. And I thought, I'm not even gonna get to the humans, I'm good.